The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus began speaking in the synagogue, saying, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing, and all spoke highly of him, and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also asked, Isn't this the son of Joseph? He said to them, Surely you will quote me this proverb, Physician, cure yourself, and say, Do here in your native place the things we heard you were done in Capernaum. And he said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the sky was closed for three and a half years and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to the widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha, the prophet. Yet not one of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong. But Jesus passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. The second reading today, we hear that uh, reading, which I hope you recognize, right, is often a reading that's read at, at weddings, right? Uh, the First Corinthians, which is this reading about love, right? And love uh, is complex, absolutely, right? It makes it even more complex that we have, uh, we use love in many different ways, right? We use love sometimes to say, I love the Green Bay Packers, right? Which might be close to loving your mother, you know, like, I love my mom, I love the Green Bay Packers, right? Maybe that's similar. Uh, But what about when we say, I love pizza, right? We realize that's not the same way that we mean when we say, I love my mother or father, right? When we say that we love one another, we're not using that in the same way. Uh, We talk about love and that we need to love and that God loves us. Well, a lot of the times we, we use this term love in more ways than one. In the Greek language that the first reading was written in, there was actually uh, four different words for love uh, that we translate always as love and that we use in the English language as one word. Well, they had four different words for four different types of love. We're going to dive into that a little bit more uh, later. But uh, initially, we just want to think about the ways that we use love and what kind of our assumptions about love is, right? One of the other assumptions that we kind of have in this world today is that love is a feeling. And, and again, I don't want to say that love isn't a feeling because the way that the English language uses it, it is a feeling, right? It's a butterflies in your stomach, right? The attraction to another person, right? We say that this is, this is love. And when the worldly, or just an English word way, well, yeah, okay, that's not the love that St. Paul is talking about. That's not the love when we speak about that God loves us. We're not talking about the fact that he is attracted to us and has butterflies in his stomach when he sees us, okay? 
It's not an effective love of feelings or of sentimentality, right? And I think a lot of the times when we hear about love and when we think about love or even hear the second reading, even within marriage, is we think about a sentimental type of love, a love that's based mostly on feelings or circumstance or desires or attractions or things that we can't control, right? Well, you love who you love, right? Well, yeah, when we're talking about just feelings or attraction, yeah, there are feelings and attractions which we don't control. However, the love that we're talking about here in the second reading and that Jesus speaks about and that God has for us and that we're called to love in other people isn't this sentimental love, isn't a love of feelings, isn't something, is something that we can control. See, there's different types of love. And, and again, within the English language, there's a love that we often assume of that feeling. But when we talk about this, we talk about the translation and the word that's actually used for this second reading that's used uh, almost kind of introduced to the Greek language almost exclusively within Christianity, although it was used before, although very rarely, but then we see it introduced within Christianity because it's a particular type of love that Jesus uh, lives and talks about is agape love. It's a Greek word, agape. And if we want to think, well, what, is, what kind of love does that really mean? Again, we, we've thought about different types of love that we use as an English language. What kind of love are we talking about when we speak about agape love? What's maybe the best image? Well, hopefully every single one of you have an image of agape love in your house, uh, a physical image of it. Because one of the things that us, we as Catholics do is that we put a crucifix in our homes. A crucifix isn't there to make us feel shame or to feel bad, like, oh, you did this. I don't know whether you've ever had that sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes, anyways. Uh, (laughs) It's not meant to be shame, like, look, we did this uh, to Jesus. It's actually an amazing symbol which shows forth the agape love of God, the agape love of Jesus Christ which is a love, not a feeling or desire or pleasantries or exactly what's easiest or what we kind of fall into or or kind of led by by our passions and desires, but is a love of choice. And I would also say a love of suffering. Not that we love suffering, but a suffering love. And realize that those things aren't uh, opposed to each other. It doesn't mean that if we're suffering in our relationship or in our choice for good for others that we we don't have love for them. It just means that perhaps we have a deeper love than just sentimentality. The kind of definition of agape love and, and when Christians speak about love in general that we're talking about is, again, not that sentimental love. The definition would be to will the good of another for the other's sake. Okay? You don't will the good of the other so that you can get something in return. We sometimes do that, right? We sometimes do that. Oh, I'll do this nice for you because I want something in return, right? That's not authentic. That's not agape love. Love is to will the good. What does that mean? Well, will is a choice that we engage our willpower, 
That again, it's not something that's, love isn't something that's acted upon us in the sense that then all of a sudden we fall in love. But when we talk about love in a Christian sense, it's about a choice that we choose with our will to love, to will the good, the good of the other, right? Now, what is the good? That doesn't mean their wants or desires. A lot of the times in the modern world, again, love says, well, we want to do what they love is to let the other person do whatever they want. No, that's not love. Love is to will the good of the other. At least, that's not love in a Christian sense, right? That's not love in a agape sense, okay? Um, so I think one of the best examples, not only the crucifix, which is, again, an example, hopefully, of us to meditate on, to meditate on the love that God has for us and the love that we're called to. So I hope that you do meditate on that. But also kind of to visualize it a little bit more in practical day-to-day life, how that works. I think the best example that we have, hopefully a good example, is the example of love of parents. Okay? The love of parents, of children, is very complex. Because as a child, a lot of the times you don't feel it. Right? Or at least experience it. Or you think that your parents don't really love you because they make you eat carrots. And you're like, come on, what is this? Why won't you let me watch TV or stay on the iPad or, you know, do what I want? Like, you don't love me. If you loved me, you wouldn't make me do chores, right? And we can kind of experience that in some ways, right? Our sometimes, again, the worldly kind of application of love is that they let you do whatever you want, right? That they support you in whatever you want. Well, that's actually not Christian love. And that's not, and we see that as authentic love, especially with parents who choose the will, the good of their children, even when it's difficult for them. I tell you, a lot of parents, it'd be so much easier to do the chores yourself, right? Easier to just do the chores yourself and not have to worry about having that argument with your kids or anything else. But you know that it's important for them to do chores, right? You know that it's not just about doing the chores or getting the thing done, right? It's about teaching. It's about passing on what's good for the child. It'd be a whole lot easier to not have an argument about the iPad or about a computer or anything else. But you know that your love, your will of the good of the other forces you to suffer in some ways and have to choose the good of the other. Now, what is the ultimate good that parents should desire for their children. It's not just to graduate from a, you know, a good college and get a good job and, and, and be happy in this world. It's actually not the ultimate good of what should be the willed and loved other children. But it should be ultimately, as our love that we talk about, the love of the willing, the good of the other, the ultimate good is to ha- be to will the good for the other person to be in heaven for eternity, right? And that's ultimately what parents, I mean, in all the small little things, because it matters the day-to-day. It does matter that the child finishes their homework, that they do a good job, that they do uh, these other things. But at the end of the day, right, the ultimate good that we want to will for everyone, not just especially our family members and those who are closest to us, but everyone that we encounter, everyone that we meet, that we want to desire... A will choose the good of them to desire them to get to heaven. 
Now, again, we're not in control of that. And parents know that as much as anybody. That even though that you can do everything that you can, you still suffer in your love because you realize that you can't choose for your child and we can't choose for others. And this is where the love and meditating on the love of Jesus Christ beautifully comes in. Is that Jesus Christ loves the other for the other's sake. He loved us while we were yet sinners. He loved us while we weren't choosing him and being really good children. He loved us while we were killing him. Right? That's agape love. Right? Which is different in different circumstances. Right? And the prudence of knowing how to act and to love and to act in the proper way in each situation is absolutely difficult. Right? Again, the example of a child, right? The child does something bad, right? There are certain times when a parent needs to make it very clear that what they did was wrong, right? And there needs to be severe consequences, maybe. But then there's other times that, as a parent, maybe you realize that the child just needs to be talked to and that they're beating themselves up so much about what they did already wrong that what they need in that moment of love is actually support so that they can... uh, hopefully overcome the evil uh, or the bad thing that they did. An example is stealing, right? So if a child comes and steals, you don't say, oh, well, if you wanted it, you wanted it, right? Right? That's not love, right? The love is willing the good, and you know that stealing isn't good. And so sometimes if the child doesn't know that, you need to be very clear, right? And severe, perhaps, and have them even return and apologize what they stole, But maybe the child comes to you and they've already repented of it. They've already given it back. And they're just beat up, beating themselves up about it, right? Well, in that situation, the loving thing is, again, to acknowledge that you love them, right? No matter what, right? Again, same exact situation, except for different. Because it's a different circumstance in a different way. God himself also loves us always. As a parent loves their children. But he loves us in different ways at different times. And sometimes uh, needs to correct us and sometimes just needs to affirm us, right? Uh, One of my favorite uh, kind of lines that, again, reminds us of this love that God has like a parent. And that even times when he doesn't exactly affirm us in everything that we want or every desire or every sin that we have, right? He doesn't do that because he loves us ultimately. And in Hebrews chapter 12, there's this beautiful line. It says, the Lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Well, what does that mean? He disciplines every, him whom he loves. We think about discipline, and we're like, well, no, 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 again. We kind of sometimes take the role of a child and say, God, if you loved me, you'd give me what I wanted. But instead, you're disciplining me now. Well, it's, he's disciplining us because he loves us. Again, it's a whole lot easier for a parent to just say, hey, not my problem, Right? I'm not going to you know, worry about this or suffer anymore. I'm not going to try to discipline because it's, I don't want to fight. But a parent who loves their children is willing to discipline, is willing to walk with, is willing to follow through, and willing the good of the child ultimately to their end. And God himself loves us as a parent, loves us which endures. And I hope that we can meditate on that so that we can see the way that God loves us and see it within the cross, and meditate on that, and say, how do we love like Jesus in a greater way, right? 
That's the second reading that we heard today. Again, it's not this sentimental love. It's this agape love that God gives us and Jesus demonstrates, especially on the cross.